Welcome to a Lunch with Biggie, a podcast about small business and creatives sharing their stories and inspiring you. My guest today started out focused on showing love to their city of Winter Garden, Florida. However, this charming company with a juicy past learned that many love the modern edge to their vintage style and wanted to celebrate their hometown pride. Please welcome the owners of AB Newton, Will Blaine, Andy Crabtree, and Matthew Peacock. What's up, gentlemen? Good to be here. Hey, Biggie. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks a lot. Awesome. So um, so first off, first question always, what's your go-to lunch slash sandwich? Well, if I'm feeling reckless, the Monte Cristo. Okay. I think you've mentioned that before to me, as you're a big fan of the Monte Cristo. And there's not many places that actually make it. No, if you can pass along a good spot, that would be duly noted, yeah. Yeah, Bennigan's was the only one that I used to be able to get one back <laughs> in the day. Bennigan's was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mine's a Reuben sandwich, but with pastrami, not with corned beef. Okay, I like that. And I haven't had a lot of sandwiches in my life, in my adult life. So when I was younger, it was just a, a plain bologna and cheese sandwich. Yeah, that right? got just wrong with that. bologna cheese, American cheese, easy, easy. So what's your go-to lunch now? Probably more Chipotle, bowls, yeah. anything that's bowl-driven. Bowls are bowls Rice, are delicious. Have avocado, good, delicious. Yeah. No, totally understand that. Did we just lose all our cred? No, 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 no. I, this, I, I, listen. My whole thing is like it's lunch with Biggie. It's not like you have to have a sandwich with me. Um, I've had numerous guests tell me that they're not into sandwiches, and and I'm perfectly fine with that because I do eat other things, other than sandwiches. Even though I am a sandwich guy. Um, so guys, Will and Andy, we'll have you guys start first. Kind of give me an idea, or at least tell tell our tell our listeners about AB Newton. How did you guys come up with the name and how did you guys come up with wanting to start a business like this? Well, actually it originally stemmed from Andy. He, he approached me and said, I've got an idea. And, um, he kind of unpacked this notion of AB Newton, who I frankly wasn't very familiar with. Um, and from that conversation, he said, what do you think? And I was like, I just trusted his artistic and business acumen and thought I'm in. Yeah, I remember going way back. I mean, we're talking probably when the idea first came up, probably 10 years ago. And um, Winter Garden had become a destination. And it was just starting out, really. They were starting to build things. It was kind of going through a renaissance. And uh, I grew grew up here. I've been here my whole life. Same with Will. And we've known each other forever. And so I kind of, I remember having that conversation with him. Sat down, kind of had this idea. And he loved it. We were at Moon Crickets. Yeah, I think we were. Yeah. We were uh, eating at Moon Crickets. Yeah, I think we were. And uh, I remember I was all gung-ho. We should do this and this and this. And Will's like, well, yeah, that sounds good. And he's the one that kind of made me kind of slow down and really think and process. And and um, and then kind of grew from there. I mean, A.B. Newton was one of the founders of Winter Garden, going way back to the turn of the century. And um, I always liked the name. And uh, Will was really good at adding the and company on the end to that. And um, and then we just kind of grew from there. And, and we, we started off slow. Um, it was more just do some t-shirts and things like that. But, um, but that's kind of where the name came from. So it really dates back to probably about 10 years ago. That's, uh, that's really amazing. And you guys originally started was originally, was it just shirts and like signs? How did that, how did that kind of go? It was really just shirts to start off with. I think we did three or four designs. We partnered with a local retail store. Um, we both are artists. We had done shirts for other people in the past, but we really didn't, kind of, we really kind of didn't know what we were getting into. So it was kind of fun. And uh, we came up with four designs. We're like, yeah, those look good. And so we we printed them, partnered with a local retail store. And then I think we did that for a couple of years. And then one of the Black Friday, one of the Thanksgiving weekends, we added mugs. We did our black mug. And I think that was like our second product. Was that the Winter I Love Winter Garden with the orange? Or is that? No, it was just a, it was the clock tower. And it just said Winter Garden on it. And uh, it was just a small black mug. And I think we only printed it one time. Yeah, I think as far as the process goes, we didn't start getting to the I Love Winter Garden um, branding until Matt came along, which okay. is kind of moving into your next yep. question, probably. That is definitely my next question. That's a that's a great great uh, great transition there. Um, so you guys did it for about segue. two. Yeah, nice segue. Uh, so you did it for two years, um, and then what made you guys bring want to bring in Matt? Like, how did that exactly? How how did all that go? Did you approach them, Matt? How did all of that go? And do you go by Matthew or Matt? Either one. Okay. Yeah. Um, so actually, um, uh, they had no choice in this. <laughs> um, I was coming on board regardless, even though I had to still do a song and dance 
you know, and uh, and that was actually over lunch as well. And do you guys remember where? Uh, it was the porch, was it? No, no, it was at Mom's. Oh, it was we sat out front, but was okay. that Mom's the that's um was that Mom's before it transitioned? I'm assuming before it transitioned to what it was. Yeah, it was, it was the original Mom's. Yeah, yeah. the original one. Yeah, and um, so so we had um, Andy and I had known each other for a little while. Well, we all knew each other, but we had no experience. Like Will and Will and I like. Uh, what, what, we had some experience, yeah, right. And he did web design for um, the church I was with. Right? Okay, so uh, yeah, so all three of us have backgrounds in 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 this field, twenty years plus. I've always done this side hustles for fifteen years, and I saw just in passing one day, Andy and I had done some other side hustles earlier, <clears throat> and we had. I kept asking him about these shirts, these Winter Garden shirts. And I was working here at Winter Garden. And he would tell me about it a little bit more and more. And, and I was like, no, I think this could be bigger. Because you know, I would ask just the normal questions like, hey, what's your best seller? Where are you selling them at? You know, what's your inventory like? How, how much are you making? You know, basic questions. Yeah. And his answers were always, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The, every once in a while they pay us. And they just walk a check over to us. And, you know, it's really like, I don't know. So... It was very hometown kind of vibe, you know. We, we trusted uh, it was a business kind of setup that um, it wasn't our main hustle, no. so it was kind of like a side thing that we didn't invest a lot of the business side, and and that's where Matt Canna in in shock said, "What's wrong with you guys? You need you need some help." Well, really, before that, I mean, I remember Matt and I were in the same building with our separate companies that we were working with and we had a conversation and it was before the Thanksgiving week that we introduced the mugs and he was talking about how he had done a lot of research on ad agencies who own retail stores and what they do is they create their own products because they're always doing that with other clients right they have a client that comes in and says I need branding I need this I need that I need to help support this product that I have or this idea or this small business and we help develop that and then when it's done they go about their way and they make their money and we move to the next client so what was happening, you know, he was talking about that and all these different ideas and stuff, and it was great. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool. That, that's kind of neat. Well, then I posted something about the mug with A.B. Newton. And then the Monday after Thanksgiving, he's like, what's A.B. Newton? What's that? And so I'm sitting there explaining the whole thing. And as I'm explaining, I'm having like this out-of-body experience where I'm like, I think we just had a conversation about something like this a week ago. And he said that. He's like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You're creating products. You're taking the knowledge you have from working with clients. And you're putting it out there. And you're seeing what happens and what sells. And that's kind of what the conversation started. He's like, I want to be a part of that. And then uh, Will and I discovered early on when he started asking all these questions like, well, what's your inventory and what are you doing? And we're like, okay, this guy knows more than we do. So he's got to be on our team and really push us. And that's kind of how it started. And in, in, in fairness, it only took them three days to catch up. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> to though. know everything that that's I know. Good. Yeah, and that's been helpful. No, that's very good yeah. though. I think that's, and I think that's amazing. So then... So then, Matthew, were you the one that kind of helped swing the pendulum and say, hey, listen, like, and you, like you mentioned earlier, like, hey, we can be big. This is bigger than what you think this is, um, which I totally agree with. Uh, and, and I love what you guys have created. So kind of give me a little bit of because you then, you know, we basically went originally it was a few shirts. So what was your evolution? Like what kind of how did you guys start doing? Did you guys take you know, and I'll use a lunch terms. Did you take small bites out of this or did you just start doing big chunks and start doing like, I'm going to add, you know, the home decor and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Like, how did it kind of progressively go? So I, th I think originally what we did was, uh, you know, how we got on this path was, I think I just kind of initially told them, you know, I think this can be bigger. And I think that if anybody comes to you with something that you're doing, and, and you can kind of help champion that and be a fire starter for them and say, and they can look outside of that and be like, I wasn't even thinking of this as, as a possibility. Um, that, that got them excited. Then after that, the work came. We're like, we, we couldn't just come up with the idea because ideas are pretty easy. Um, it's gotta be execution. And so we actually sat down uh, in late March, early April, and we actually planned out our we're going to launch this. We're going to do this full bore and we're going to, we're going to sell t-shirts and we're going to sell signs and we're going to do mugs and, and, um, and we're going to, here's our launch date and it's a certain weekend in August. So we had like a calendar in place, just like we would do with client work. So we were setting like real deadlines. And what was great was that 
we made everything. Like we were silk screening our signs, everything. I mean, the shirts. We were we had uh, contacts that we were working with it for that. And uh, I'm pretty proud of the fact that we missed our launch date by one week, and that was only due to the rain. I was gonna say, you guys, the, when you said August, I cringed a little because yeah, for me that's like my least favorite summer summer heat and summer. But at, at the same time, there's something that I think has kind of helped a lot for you guys. And that is the Winter Garden, you know, farmer's market yeah. has been a huge um, situation. So like when you guys before you guys did a launch, were you guys actually selling at the Winter Garden farmer's market? Or was it just kind of like retail at some other like some other shop? And then you decided, hey, we're going to put our we're going to plant the flag, basically like own your backyard, that, that whole concept. I'm going to own the backyard. I'm going to set up at Winter Garden farmer's market and just be the, you know, be a staple there. Yeah, I mean, that's really how it started. And Matt was the one, too, that said, we're going to do the farmer's market, and we're going to do it every weekend. And I remember Will and I were like, wait, every Saturday we're going to do that? And he's like, yeah, we're going to do that every Saturday. And so when we started it, um, we, we bought tents, we bought tables, we bought all the stuff that we had not had, and went out and did it. And we did it every weekend to start off for a while. And then I think we kind of moved into every other weekend, and we've, we've shifted it off and on. But really what it came down to is, Winter Garden's done such a great job with the farmer's market. There's thousands of people that come. And it's so much bigger now than it was even you know, back when we started then. And I think back when we started, the the demographics were around three, two to 3,000 a weekend. Now it's even more than that. And so it just made sense. It's in our backyard. It's right here. It's so easy for us to go out. But the thing we learned early on with the farmer's market is you get you get something really special by going there because you get to talk to your clients directly. And because we were making so many of our products to start off with, um, between silk screening and painting things and making signs and all kinds of stuff, we learned early on that if we did something, we put it out there and it didn't sell, we could change it. We could modify it, right? Yeah. And so if we did a sign and we put it out there and it said Winter Garden, someone would come up and say, that's great, but I want one for Windermere. Can you do one for Windermere? Or they'd come up and they look at a hat and they'd say, that's cool, I like the border, but can you make it green instead of red? Well, yeah, we can actually do that. So we'd work on that each week and we'd have more products and more products. So it's allowed us to really shift what we do and kind of direct it really to our, our customers. Because really every weekend is like a focus group, right? We have people come up, we talk to them, um, we, we see what they're doing, we find out where they're from and so on and so forth. And it's just, it's been really, really good. It's, it's something really special about it. And we, we've continued to do that. Yeah. And I think that's, that's actually how I've seen you, how I met you guys was through the farmer's market and you're right very fortunate the farmer's market that winter garden one is like one of the top um it's been known as one of the top farmer's markets to be in uh and so it definitely helps winter garden has obviously exploded um during this time as well which i think is a it's a destination that everyone uh wants to move to or to be part of um so i think it's that's definitely great that you guys have kind of been able to pull down the renaissance i also love the fact that you guys have realized as people started kind of saying, Hey, what about my city? You guys started kind of, you know, expanding that. So those things, so now it's not just winter garden, but it's also the aspect of their city as well. Cause so it could be Orlando winter park or, you know, and, and I, and one thing that I kind of thought that was very interesting is you guys kind of now gone into a new realm where I've noticed that it seems very popular because I've seen it. I, I see it. Uh, and it's kind of opened a lot of opportunities for you is, the fact that you guys do your whole city series collection prints. So I kind of, I'm kind of carrying a little bit of curious about that. So tell people what that is, what you got, how you guys came up with that and then kind of what it's, how it's um, opened up so many other opportunities for you. So the city prints just kind of happened on a whim. We were all, we typically will go out to lunch every week and we'll kind of throw down what we've been working on. And I had been working on a city print for winter garden and it was like, yeah, I kind of like that. So there's kind of this momentum. And once it actually hit the market, uh, I think it was Bloom and Grow was when it really kind of got launched. It was such a tremendous um, response in terms of popularity that we kind of jumped on it. Coincidentally, we were planning on going to a, an event in um, Asheville. And so I figured, well, let's do one for Asheville. Let's do one for Charlotte and Atlanta and see how those go. The event was... Uh, not so successful, but the popularity of those prints started to take off, and hence we started kind of launching other destinations. Um, and it's kind of haphazard in terms of how they develop. Uh, we had a girl actually contact us about Milwaukee, and typically we like to have some experience at the yeah. cities we've been to, and I'd never been to Milwaukee, and I kind of laughed it off. said, well, yet eventually we'll get to Milwaukee. And she had such passion for her town that she said, well, 
just check out the city. And when I did, I thought, man, this city is fun. And so some of them just get born out of these kind of crazy conversations that we might even have at the farmer's market. There's a very much of a connectiveness to each city and the people and the locals because we definitely love that feedback because we want to represent it the best that we can. Yeah. No, and I, and I think that's a, that's been, and that's one of the great things about what I've seen. And I was kind of curious, like if you guys actually go to these locations and do that and obviously grab all the different like milestones and or different like, you know, places that landmarks and stuff like that um, as part of the process. But it's uh, cause I mean, you guys have, I mean, you're, you've gone all the way now. You're, you're pretty much have hit, I believe gone to the point of where you're hitting like mid the Midwest, you hit some Midwest areas. You got some of a little bit, you know, like you said, Atlanta and all those areas, but you've also done some Midwest. Um, is there kind of the idea to kind of hit do all of us kind of all those areas? We, we definitely want to do the U.S. I, I don't like to fly, so I road trip, and my family will take three weeks and drive to Seattle. And along the way, we'll try to make it fun and find our favorite donut. So mm-hmm. that all plays into it. Yeah. Um, but we would like to hit kind of the, the, the big spots. And then we've even got some international destinations, some more theme parks. We definitely want to try to get Disneyland covered. And yeah, Universal. you guys have done very well with, uh, with the, the Magic Kingdom and Epcot, or the I think it's called the Kingdom. The King, uh, is what it's Kingdom called. Series prints. Yep, those are um, those are amazing, and I know that you guys did a very very intelligent um, switching since it is the 50 year anniversary. Also making it so it's like silver and and all of that, and and they're they're beautiful. And what's amazing to me is um, I've seen them in many different places because obviously you guys um, once again thinking big picture, you not only sell online but also and also sell at the farmers market, but you're also at um, doing wholesale. And then the other big thing that I saw is. Uh, and I'm kind of curious on how all that kind of went. Um, you're at Adjective Markets. You're a lot of the, and, and pretty much on every, I think there's like three or four locations and you're at every single one of them. Um, what kind of, so is that kind of your concept of like, hey, we don't need to have a retail store per se. We can actually have like a, a brick and mortar type in a, you know, kind of a smaller footprint without us having to actually be there. And at the same time we can, you know, cause we have our, our brick and mortar quote is literally farmer's markets. Um, they can come by directly from us as well. But um, how did that whole thing with adjectives decide to come about and kind of be there? What was her What was her name? Shira. Shira. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shira came up to us at the farmer's market. Yeah, that's right. And she was already at the Winter Garden, Farm, at Winter Garden Adjectives. And she mentioned that she thought we would be a good fit for that for that store since we're local mm-hmm. and they're local to us. They're like right across the street. And we had, we had known nothing about them. Well, we, we knew little about them because they knew, we, they were they more had, home to They court. had just moved here, too. They had just they, opened the store. There was four other places in that location in the time that I had been here. Yeah. So, like, we didn't know if Adjectives, adjectives was going to take off at all. They have. They've done very well. Yes. We're very proud to be part yes. of that. Um, and Sherrod kind of said, hey, you know, you guys should consider going over there. So we set up a meeting, and we walked in with some of our products, and we got shot down. Oh, really? And yeah. Th- and then what happened, Matt? Well, so, you know, and I don't like to take credit for I, any of these things. I was going to say, did Matt, <laughs> well, what did you do, Matt? No, I didn't do anything <laughs> differently. So, you know, so, A, Andy and Will. Matt is from Philly, so there's a bit of strong arming that goes on okay. sometimes. Yes, yes. It's just, you know, it's, uh, so, <laughs> they were talking, and I was kind of taking a backseat listening, and, and the manager at the time just kept saying, no, I don't, we don't think, I don't think you're going to be a good fit. I don't think you're going to be a good fit. And they were talking, and these guys are wonderful. Like, they're fantastic. And I and I'm listening to her shoot us down, and it didn't make sense to me why she the reasons she was giving us. So I turned around and I actually pulled the products out that we were making, and I laid them all out and I kind of just said, "I think you're wrong. I think these products would be perfect in here." I was gonna say like I mean that was my I was gonna be a follow up was like did she not see your products because when I walk in when I walk into the adjectives it like it it like it's a perfect home decor fits exactly into what their world is. And for folks who don't know, um, maybe give a little bit of a a description. I know we're not talking about adjectives market, but just to give a description of why why it was and it does fit within your realm, um, because it does have some a little bit of that vintage, a little bit of some of that, um, I would say, farmhouse type style, Um, you know, maybe give a little bit of a description to adjectives. How would you guys describe it? I would say that those are all correct, but I think what they do is they also change seasonally. I mean, like they kind of go with the trends. Yeah. So they're home decor that's trendy. 
you know, anything that's so while vintage was was really thing, you know, they kind of rolling back from that seems like, but they still kind of carry that. Like they kind of go where there are opportunities. Um, so it's a diversity. It, it, they just when they looked at the three of us, they just didn't see opportunity. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Well, the thing that's interesting too, you know, once we, once Matt convinced the manager that yes, we do need to be in there, she basically said, this is, this is all I have. And she pointed to a corner and it was two foot by two foot, it's four square feet. That was it. And so, um, we have a, we have a friend that's a custom cabinet maker and we got with him and he made a display for us that we put as much merchandise as we could in that four square feet. Yeah. And we got very, very creative. I mean, we had shirts in it. We had mugs in it we had signs in it we had everything hats Hats. and we used that for probably about a year and a half maybe two years and then we expanded and they let us have the wall next to that and then we've since expanded again and i'm referring to the the winter garden store yeah um so we expanded three times in there we have wall space now um the original display is still in there so if you go in there and look on the left it's still there and that's all we had when we started and then at the winter park store uh, we've been in both winter park stores and now we're over at park avenue uh and then we're in altamont as well and um but but yeah, it was kind of interesting how we started. That that was just four square feet. That was it. And and it and to the earlier question, it was once they saw the product, they're like, "Oh, wow, yeah, this this could work." And uh, Jeremy was very gracious and gave us our first crack at the retail market in that respect. I mean, on a broader scale, we had been in the t-shirt business, but this kind of opened up a whole new world. Yeah. And then do you think that based on the adjectives or at least being in a, now in a retail space, it opened up another, like opened up your eyes even more like, Oh wow. Like we can actually hit even more than what we're seeing from within the market aspect of it. Well, I think what we're inspired is it'd be great to replicate adjectives in all the cities that we're in. And to that we're, we're, that's where we'd like to see because our products do very well. And if we could replicate that in the other cities, um, we would be in a very, very good spot in a lot of ways. One thing adjectives did do for us, though, is it allowed us to have our products available seven days a week, right? So when we first started, we were, um, I mean, we were in the in the retail store when Will and I did it in the consignment kind of uh, agreement. Then we went to the farmer's market. Farmer's market was great, but it was Once only Saturdays, right? Yep. So then people were excited. We, we had people that would comment on social, hey, we'll see you this Saturday. And then we had a problem. We didn't do that often, but if we had a challenge or something, we had to cancel. Then they had to wait another week, right? So we realized that was a challenge early on that people wanted to pick up things. They wanted to order things. And then we found that we were actually, we would do it on online orders, but we were trying to hurry up and get things to people during the week. And people we knew, because it was local at that point, a lot of our a lot of our customers were, were strictly just in Winter Garden kind of area. And so it was easy to drop things off or we'll meet up with you and we'll drop it off. And we did that early on. But then we got the adjectives. It was like, oh yeah, stuff's available seven days a week now. That's great. Right? Mm-hmm. It made it easier for customers. So it's all about the customer. And of course, we have online. We have um, the other stores that we're in as well. And so it just kind of opened things up more and more. When we first started, too, I think Will and I were very, just because our backgrounds, when we grew up here, we're very hyper local, mm-hmm. you know. And Will was, or Matt, excuse me, was the one that really got us thinking more and more outside of that box. Like our products are great. Let's try to get them out more and more. Let's get in more stores, so on and so forth. And that's kind of how it grew. So a few things is just one for my own sake, because I'm actually starting to do more, get into more stores and things like that as well myself. So I'm just kind of curious. Um, and you mentioned, and Will, you mentioned that kind of like, Hey, we'd like to be in more places similar to adjectives. How are you guys going? I know you guys have your stuff on fair and I know you guys have on your website have like, Hey, you guys can, you know, order wholesale. So that way people can obviously come to you directly, but are you guys also on, on the flip side starting to research and look for other like retail outlets and stores so that you can reach out to. And then when you do, are you, how are you doing that? And I'm just kind of curious, like if you were to give me advice, because I, that's literally now what I'm, I'm playing a game of either I'm looking for other people and like what other stores and just kind of looking up boutique and other things to kind of, you know, search and sometimes even looking at people's Instagrams or even people's websites and see where their vendors are. But I'm kind of curious, like how are you guys finding um, and obviously I know people are coming to you, but how are you guys find, looking in the reverse side of it? How are you finding folks? Well, I think we've taken a, a page out of your playbook because we're doing all of those things. Okay, good. Um, but one of the nice things, this is maybe kooky, but I like actually when we get a vendor, I'd like to actually go to that spot. I We had a, a seller or an agent that was repping us. And I think she was a little taken back because I went and delivered them. I wanted to meet the people that we were working with and and she was kind of like, are you, 
look, are you the artist or are you the salesperson? I'm like, well, I'm the artist, but I want to know, I want to have that relationship yeah. with, the, with the store. And uh, I, I'm going up to Philly uh, in a week, and I want to go to stores and meet people face-to-face. It's a very, very relational uh, aspect that's not sustainable in the big picture, but as much as we can, we like to have that hands-on approach. Yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely love that. And that's something that like, um, you, I think in the beginning now, obviously now that you're in your, cause you're kind of, you guys are very successful, but it's, you're still in the, we're in that, you're in that beginning phase where it's kind of before you guys actually about the, about before you blow up is kind of how I look at it. Cause you are going to blow up. So it's like that whole aspect of being able to do that. Um, I think is amazing because if you can build that relationship with those people, they then tend to realize it. And that's something that I'm trying to, I like to do as well. And like, I just, even because I'm, I'm just so hyper small now that any local place that I have it, I'm literally delivering. I'm not mailing anything out. I'm delivering it. I want to see them. I want to talk to them. I want to thank them just because, and in my case, I'm, it's brand new to me. And, uh, and I love the idea of the fact that if you do go to those cities, the other aspect of it is you go to those cities to go thank them and actually hand deliver. But then you're also creating more content because you're now finding out more, you're creating content for your business in the aspect of, Hey, we're in Philly. And you're also kind of researching, um, especially since like you mentioned you, when you road trip, and that's one of my favorite things is road tripping and doing like a roadside America is what I call it. Mm-hmm. When you try trying to find all the weird, the weird things in those places. Um, and I think those are the things that people love because those are the little details that people love when they look at those city maps. And even in, and then also, obviously I'm assuming the maps, the, the city, the city, the, the city sky, like, you know, maps kind of thing are kind of like almost like an entry point. But then obviously then it goes to, Hey, I want signs and I want this and I want that. Um, and it starts building from there. Correct. It, well, that's the plan. That's the plan. I will share this kind of great story is we, you know, especially in cities that we can't haven't been to like Milwaukee because of COVID. Um, we reached out just with a, a mailer with a note that says, Hey, we'd like to partner with you. One of the businesses, one of the larger stores in there didn't have any interest. But when COVID hit, we kind of thought, what can we do to help out small businesses? And it's nothing for us to drop 10 prints and say, hey, if this can help you, no strings attached, let it bless you and and and, and Godspeed, let's get through this. And we didn't do it for the business side of it as much as we just wanted to help people out. But in turn, those businesses were like, whoa. And we've picked up some great partners just in that context. So uh, building back on the relationship, we really do see the value and just, hey, we can all win in this together. Correct. Yeah. That's awesome. That's I, I love it. I love it. And I what I so I, I'm kind of curious because um, you guys did obviously just released a, a video on your social media about kind of like your story and everything. And, it, and you guys do a lot of the stuff handmade is what you've also mentioned. Um, how the heck... Um, how the heck are you guys doing all of this? I know, I know obviously it takes a, uh, it takes a, tri- a community and a, and a tribe and a village to create all this. Um, and you have, you have, you have folks on staff that are, are doing, helping with this, but you guys are building, I mean, like the, there's wind chimes, there's soap, there's candles, um, greeting cards, prints, signs, shirts, stickers. I mean, you over and over again, you can obviously check out abnewton.com and kind of see all the different things that are available. But um, how are you doing that? I mean, it it is a lot. It is a lot of different items. I mean, I know because I have a variety of different items myself, but they all kind of fit within the same world. You're in a lot of different places and you're kind of creating a lot of these things almost by hand, almost kind of like, and I used the example when we talked originally, kind of similar to how A.B. Newton was. A.B. Newton was like your first, the first mayor, the postmaster. He did like, you know, he was like the kitchen. He, he's like the candlestick maker, a baker. He did it all. Um, and you guys are kind of almost taking that and actually doing the same exact thing, but with your own brand. Um, how are you guys handling it? How do you guys divide it? And, and how do you guys even like, um, how much of that is actually done in-house and how much of it is actually kind of like designed and then kind of outsourced? Um, th- that's a good question. How do we, first off, how do we handle it all? Yeah. I'm not sure we are handling it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, we are, you know, what it really comes down to is we really, really love what we're doing. And so then it's, it's easy to fit all that in. Um, I'm fortunate. I, I, uh, obviously I have another business and, uh, and because I own the business, I have flexibility. Uh, same with Matt and uh, Will as well. So we do have flexibility there. So we, we can fit things in here and there and do what we need to do. And we do work after hours. We work in the evenings. We work on the weekends, things like that. A lot of the handmade stuff. Um, 
and then the other thing I think that's special when you when you look at this company and you you think how does how are we doing this and how are we you know putting these things out that that we get feedback and, and a lot of our customers really like it. All three of us are designers. We're yeah. all graphic designers. We're all artists. So we're actually creating. When we say we're creating everything, we're creating the concepts, right? The themes, the colors, the how things look, how they all go together, how the system works, and then after that, it's the production part. A lot of the production we do ourselves. Um, but then beyond that, we do have partners because we've been doing this so long. So whether it's print, it's screen printing, whatever it is, the production stuff we un- we understand really, really well. The ironic thing is, is the business stuff, as fast as it's moving, and even the re- retail part of it, it's the stuff that we're kind of learning as we go, yeah. right? And, um, because of the business. I, my business and even Matt's business has always been uh, B2B. And so now we're working directly with customers, right? And, and hearing what the customer wants exactly. So um, we have great partners. I always call it my bench. Uh, people I've worked with over the years, whether those are production or salespeople or customer service or whatever it is. If we need stuff done because we have those great relationships, we usually can get people to jump through hoops if we have to. We don't like to, but if we have to. So I don't know if that really answers your question, but, yeah. it, but it really, um, it's, it's some of it's us doing it, but, um, but as well as vendors that we work with for 20 plus years. Yeah. So. But then, you know, also with this year, I guess it started last year. We moved into this space, mm-hmm. and now we have now we have a team. Like we have two, pretty much full time, and we're looking to grow that, you know, to help support the production side of this and the development side of this. And the, and the, like I think our goal is to is to not only do what we are doing, but bring people on who are doing what they're doing, and have them bring some of their right some of their stuff, some of their creativity to, with us and, and say, hey, you want to join this? Join us and be part of this journey? Yeah. I, I think that's because that's kind of what we're doing now. Like we each kind of take our own like little vertical within the business and we all kind of run with it. And as that grows, I think the goal is to continue to have other people with similar visions, with similar goals and similar interests. If they want to do a two-year MBA with us and learn what this is like and then they want to go out on their own, I think we would support that a million percent. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, we're always we're always going to be teaching as far as that's concerned, you know, and, and growing. And that's I think that is the way to grow. And I think Andy's right too. And and to touch on what Will said about going to the vendors or the retailers, for us it is a hundred percent all about the relationships, yeah. either with our vendors, either with our wholesales, with our plumbers, <laughs> <laughs> across the board, you know, and with our team, you know, uh, we, you know we had our first our first holiday party mm-hmm. and we've talked about doing this for three or four years and we just had our first one this past christmas or past december and you know it was kind of awesome to kind of sit back and like kind of take it all in to see all the families that were there and i guess there was like 20 of us yeah there were you know and uh that was that was pretty awesome that was pretty awesome i, I was very proud of that i think the, they were as well yeah and and having that staff now with us that really helps like matt talked about um we realized early on as well as all the way up to where we're now, the three of us are really the vision of this company, right? Mm-hmm. And we're the creatives, right? So early on, because we were all doing so many things, we still do a lot. We were getting really bogged down in the production and just getting things out and this and that. And we realized that's not really where we need to keep our focus. We need to keep our focus on working together and making sure we're coming up with the right products that we want for our company. And so therefore, the staff that's come on has really helped a lot with that. And it's allowed us to open up a little bit more and try some new things and come out with some new things. So, um, so that's been great. I love it. What, um, since we're, since we, you know, obviously it's lunch with Biggie. So my question is, what would be your ingredients for success, uh, to be able to kind of went as starting and I'll, and we'll go with two parts that you, so think you can kind of think of an answer and randomness. My, my ingredients for success, one with having other partners having to deal with like three, since there's three of you, um, and then in general, just like how, what are some key elements that you think are key ingredients to, to being successful as a, as a small business? Number one, don't be an asshole. <laughs> That's a good one. Right? Yeah. Because you're working with people. Mm-hmm. Life is hard enough out there that you don't need to have that at work too. So... If you have a shared vision of wanting to do something that's pretty new and exciting and, and has the potential to uh, be your full-time gig in the future, 
then don't be an asshole and just do good work and just focus on that stuff and let all the other stuff kind of fall by the wayside. Okay. That's just number one. I'll let them go with number two. I think for me, I think a lot of it's just being flexible. Mm-hmm. I've been in business partnerships before, um, communication, flexibility, and, and also knowing that, and, and actually being open to the fact that your ideas isn't always the best idea, right? So when you work as a team, especially with the creative people, if all three heads are together, you're going to work a lot better. You're going to get a better product. You know, I may think it's blue, but Matt say green, you know, and Will may say green and say, okay, let's make it green. And we just flexible. Don't, you know, uh, don't live and die, but what you do. Um, and, and one thing too, with that is, is the customer service, I think is such a huge part. And that's really what makes us different. I think from a lot of other, uh, small companies that we, that I guess you could call, uh, competitive, um, you know, they're competitors of ours, but, and I'll just say this real quick and I, w- I won't dwell on it real long, but my grandparents started a business years ago. I've always been in an entrepreneurial family and they fifties and sixties. And I won't go into all that, but they used to take their product and put it in the back of their car and drive all over the country because that's the only way you could do it back then. There was no other way to do it. Right. And I remember talking about that and thinking about it. And I was like, that's so cool. But at the same time, it's very archaic, right? It's it, nobody does anything like that now. Yeah. Well, Will has really kind of shown that, yeah, that's actually how you do it. Um, he, he mentioned the road trips earlier and he does that. And, and I've, and I haven't, obviously, he never invites me, so I don't get to go with him much and see You're him. You're always see him invited, Andy. It would be fun. <laughs> but we, we have done some uh, some retreats and some company trips uh, with the three of us. And I've seen him in action, and it's pretty amazing. I mean, he takes these products, he goes and he talks to them, gets to know them, asks them about who they are and everything. And so when you ask him at any time, you know, this, you know, vendor we have up in whatever city, he knows their name. Oh, yeah, yeah, such and such. I talked to him last week, you know, blah, blah, blah. So... It's, it's really kind of cool, and, and it kind of reminds me of how my grandparents started their business in, in back in the 50s and 60s, and now we have all this technology, all these things we can do, but when it comes down to it, it's all about relationships. It's yeah. all about getting to know them, talking to them, finding out who they are, finding out their story, and, and going from there. Well, I think there's a tremendous amount of respect between the three of us, and um, we each have our own niche inside the company. I do the prints. Uh, Matt's got his angle. Andy's got his and we bounce ideas off one another, um, but we have that respect to um, to agree to disagree when we don't agree. Yeah. And at the end of the day, there's a ton of grace, too, because we all make mistakes. And uh, the great thing about it is, you know, the other guy's got your back. They're not down on your back. They've got your back. And uh, that's what we've been fostering and feeding for the last few years. And we don't see any end in sight because it's been such a, a fulfilling uh not just business, but friendship and uh, and beyond. I love it. You guys are you guys are doing you guys are doing it. I love I love seeing what you guys do and the creativity and all the different angles that you guys provide. It's uh it's been pretty impressive to to see what you guys are up to. What um uh, what do you guys have planned for the future? Anything uh anything you guys kind of want to share of like or at least thought visions or what you want to let's throw something out into the universe to kind of be like, Hey, this is what I would love to, to see AB Newton be or become or, or have. Well, it's, it's kind of ironic. My, my great grandfather had a, a, a kind of a dry goods store in town. I, he was a competitor at AB Newton store, uh, which is kind of ironic as well. Uh, I don't know what he'd feel about uh, things now, but to that end, we plan on building a brick and mortar as part of the downtown scene in Winter Garden, and we look to hopefully start that uh, within the next year or so. That's huge. And then we have, uh, with some capital investment, we're going to expand products. You know, everyone's like, when's a puzzle coming out? And we, you mm, know, that's a good one. But you're in the space right now. We don't have a lot of space. Yeah. So we, we really have uh, some plans to expand and grow, and there's a ton of different products. My, uh, my daughter always jokes and says, uh, what's next? Chocolate? Maybe we yeah. don't know. We're always throwing out new stuff. So there's a some question, but we do have some real concrete plans as well to expand our brand as it is and make those footprints stronger in other cities. Yeah. No, I love it. I think that's uh, it's the way to go. I look forward to seeing a brick and mortar uh, possible location in the future. Hopefully, that's awesome. Very very cool. Um, I guess my usual question that I always ask everyone if. And, you know, I'm kind of curious to see, is there any advice you'd give anyone for wanting to start something or start a small business? Well, I would just say from when we got our start in farmer's market is engage the people. This maybe this is a critique on what we see, but a lot of vendors will just sit in their own little corner and they don't engage. It's mainly because 
maybe they're not sure what to do, but just ask a question. Most people don't mind sharing, especially if they don't feel like you're pitching something, but uh, and just engage. And, and we have a whole angle we haven't talked about how we engage with people, but um, yeah, just throw yourself out there. Risk risk being you know, denied or, or shunned even, but just go out there and, and it's worth it because those relationships you do meet and connect with are well worth the, the effort. I'd just say if it's something that you're going to do, make sure it's something you love. Yeah. You know, something you have passion in, something that's something that you really, really like. Uh, don't do it just because you're going to get a paycheck. Make sure it's something you really enjoy doing. Because if, if you don't, then what's the point of doing it? Exactly. No. And I would say, and I would only add to that, that if, uh, if you're looking to start something on your own, uh, so yeah, stop waiting for permission and just start doing it. Um, there's no, the only thing that's wrong about doing that is not doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, every step of that way should be a learning process. And, you know, to, to start a product or to build something or to do an illustration or whatever it is to create something as a maker and to hit a home run the first time, it's pretty rare. Um, it takes a lot of swings to get there and a lot of practice and every day doing the boring work and, and kind of sticking with that. And, and if that every day is just your, your, you get out of work and you work for two or three hours each night working towards that, I, I, that's what, that's how the magic happens yeah. when you're working for yourself and it's something you love. And yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. And don't get discouraged too. If you're, if you're doing something and something doesn't work out with it, just, you know, change it, alter it, listen to your customers. We've, we've had a lot of things that we've done that are like, Oh wait, that didn't work out right. Or we started it and it modified it into something else. And then a certain process we were using no longer works. That's fine. Doesn't mean yeah. we failed. We just made it something better. Right. So definitely do that as well. Yeah. I love it. All great, um, all great advice and, and tips. And Will, I totally agree with you on the aspect of engagement. I, um, nothing worse than going into a market and having someone just sit there and not really care if you're there or not. And there's definitely a way of being from being too salesy to just being, I mean, a lot of times I'm just happy to be, I'm actually literally happy to be there. I just want people to see me and I just want to chat. Like I, I'm fine. I, a majority of the time people may just come by and talk with me and next thing you know, like, well, what is this? Or if you make, if you're, if you're paying attention and you're not on your phone, uh, you know, you actually can see people wa- looking at your stuff. And it's my favorite thing in the world to see, at least when people from a distance see my stuff and I'm trying to figure out like, what the heck is this? And I'd be like, Hey, you trying to figure out what it is? Come on over. Let's talk. I'm like, Hey, where do you get a sandwich at? And like, then you just kind of build that conversation. And a lot of times if you're good enough and people are see your passion and just see that you're what you're into, you basically drive them in. And next thing you know, they're like, Oh, I really like this. I want to buy this. And even if they don't, they remember you and they go tell someone else, which is really the kind of the, the key element to a lot of these events. Um, and I tell a lot of people, even when you're starting an event, even if you don't sell, I mean, use you, it all, it all depends on how you want to spin it. I mean, you can spin it and say, well, I didn't sell anything. Or you can be like, Hey, I got a lot of eyes on me and a lot of people got to meet me and see me. And, uh, and maybe they'll come back and buy from me again next time, or they'll check me out online or who knows. Well, we're kindred spirits because I think that's my deal. We'll, we'll start talking food yeah. in the booth and it gets heated. Like, you know, someone just told me last week that Gringos Locos, the double D was, was trash. And that, you know, I bowed up a little bit. I love, I love the double oh. D's, uh, a double D's beef all the way. Well, that's what I get. Yeah. And I'm like, but it was funny cause this guy was strong opinion and it was, it was actually a lot of fun to banter, yeah. but yeah, you don't have to buy anything. Let's just talk. Yeah. And and who knows what that will lead to. Maybe maybe I'll discover a new uh, taco joint. Who knows? Exactly. No. And on that note, you know, our tips that we do have for our success at the farmer's market, don't be surprised if you see a video series coming out real soon where we tackle one each week. I love it. You know? I'll definitely We've be, talked about that here. I'll definitely like, watch it. I'll definitely watch it. And since we're since and I'm kind of curious cuz speaking of farmer's market, it um and it was something that I saw that I read that I was I watched in one of my little researches for you guys. Um, the, I love winter garden sticker. Um, I want to know a little bit about that before we kind of finish up. Um, because it's one of those things that you, I know you guys, it's kind of like a, a give out and the, the beauty of it is it's kind of like I heart, but it's really like an orange. Um, cause obviously there's a juicy pass to, to winter garden. Um, very good. Well, by the way, cause those catch very good, very good catchphrases. And, and the, you guys, obviously you guys all know what you're doing. And when it comes to this, cause it's, it works very well. But my question is, I just kind of curious because I had I had read something that said, um, and I want to say it's probably Matthew wanted to say yes we need to have stickers and you guys kind of were like why are we doing this sticker and why are we giving it away? Um, tell me a little bit about that and what the purpose or the the thought process and the purpose of the sticker and giving it away for. Yeah, so uh, Matt 
um, again, Matt and I had uh, different businesses in the same building, and I remember him coming down and talking about the um, the iHeart WG idea for Winter Garden. And he even said, for the heart, let's do like an orange or do something like that. So I worked on it, and we did some designs back and forth. And I said, okay, what are we going to do with them? He said, we're going to make stickers. So we found a way to produce them and everything, got them all done. And then I expected that we were going to sell them, dollar a piece, $2 a piece, whatever. And he's like, no, 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 we're going to give them away. I'm like, what? Why would we give these away? And he's like, because that's how we engage. That's how we, we give something out. And and it's kind of funny, too, when we started Farmer's Market, we broke all kinds of rules. We, like, stood out in front of the booth. and the hand- Oh, no, 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 you can't do that. you got to be behind the table. Like, there's all these things when we first started our first week. Um, but we just did that. You know, it's like free sticker. And they're like, what? Free? Yeah. And we're like, yeah, we want a free sticker. And so that's how we got, we get people to come over. They take the free sticker and we joke with them, you know, go home and put it on your airplane or your motorcycle or whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, and then that, that sticker has just grown. And now you see it everywhere, if, especially if you're in Winter Garden. You, you know, it's nothing to come up to a stoplight and there'll be two or three cars in front of you that have one of the versions of the stickers. And we've changed the colors over the over the years and done a lot of different things. But we've printed around 20,000 of them, I think, now and given out that many to the point where when we first did and we were printing them like every maybe once a year, once every eight months. Now we're basically printing them like every two, three months. Um, and, and that's going to get more and more and, and quicker and quicker. So, uh, but really, it was really Matt's idea. It was all his, his idea to do that and put that out there. And it's really helped because we almost feel now when we go to market and we don't have them, we feel naked. We're like, Oh, wait, uh, how do we get people over here? You know? Cause once you get people over and, and like Will was saying, you give them a the sticker and you ask them where they're from, where's their yeah. hometown, where's home. You're right. And then you start talking about food and talk about this and that. And next, you know, you've talked to them for five, 10, 15 minutes. And just like you said, then they stop and they look down like, well, what do you do? What do you sell? Right. Yep. And if you get a sell out of it, great. If you don't, you just met someone new and you got a new story and they move on. Yeah. So, so it's really, um, really helped with that a lot. It's, it's kind of like our icebreaker, I guess you yeah. could call it. I love it. No, I think that's a great idea. I think it's, well, yeah, we don't want to call it a web banner and we don't want to count CTRs here. That's really not what it's about. Correct. But that's what it's born from. Yeah. Like people come into the market, we're engaging them just like you said, they're scrolling by on the website and yeah. it, it, but our click through rate is amazing. I love on it at the market. I love it. I love it. Do you guys do? Um, I'm assuming you guys do um, advertise like online advertising as well. Do you guys do a lot of that? Is that something you guys rely on as much, or not it's, really? It's not something we do a lot of. We do it. Uh, we do some online marketing, um, but no, it's not a big driver for our business yet. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, how can people find you? Follow you? Do some shopping? Give me the deets. Well, we have a online presence, uh, abnewton.com. We also, in the local stores we mentioned earlier, uh, we have Etsy. That's been a big, big mover for our prints. And um, yeah, I don't, beyond that. Social. Social media, yeah, absolutely. Instagram and uh, the thing they call the Facebook. Um <laughs> We're trying to get into some other venues, but those are the main ones right now. So wait a second. You guys do, so you guys, can you, so you can shop on your site at either AB Newton or on the Etsy? You guys, what made you guys decide to do that out of curiosity? I know Etsy is like a huge, um, obviously a huge venue to be able to find things. So, I mean, I know, I know cause I do searches when I need to buy certain things. So what made you guys decide to do that? And as well as your website for an online presence to shop. Right. I think that if you, uh, if you look at any markets that, exist for retail um so you'd have something like a mall like say millennium mall for instance versus plant street winter garden uh, people go to the mall just to go browse and go look and shop so when they're there it's kind of like etsy etsy's that analogous to that you know and then plant street would be our own brick and mortar or our own shopify site so one has an inherent traffic going through the store or going through the mall area and that's what etsy is how do you attract those eyeballs that's we work on that and then the same thing with drawing traffic to our own shopify site and that's a different audience altogether yep so we'll we'll have people here in winter garden that will buy have only ever bought from us on etsy and they have no idea anything else about us it's just crazy to think right right so you know when you think about we've been doing this for about five years now and i'm always reminding myself and and the team that like hey we haven't reached saturation yet like not even not even in Winter Garden have we nope. reached saturation, let alone the Orlando area, let alone Florida, you know. So, and in that respect, I say that we're still a small company. And, uh, and so, you know, there's a lot of room for growth and just getting better at some of those things. So, you know, reaching out and being where the people are, I think that's helpful. 
Yeah. So, you know, we do the Winter Garden Farmers Market now, but I wouldn't be surprised if buying us at new markets this year and as we expand. So, well, I mean, you guys have a larger, now expansive um, product line. So that way, and especially since that product line is so much, it's not just Winter Garden, it definitely makes sense to be able to hit a lot of those Florida um, and Central Florida type markets mm-hmm. um, and be there because, you know, it makes it just makes sense. We need to follow you to one of the pop-ups in Orlando. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be good. We definitely can talk. We definitely can talk and see if we can set something up together. I think it'll be fun. Definitely very fun. Um, Gentlemen, thank you so much um, to Will, Andy, Matthew for for being on with me today and having lunch with me. I definitely appreciate it. Um, If you... You'll see the notes and you'll be able to see it obviously on my social media um, to check out AB Newton and uh, and definitely do some shopping online. If you're in Winter Garden, definitely, definitely come. Um, I definitely recommend that you come on a weekend, but you know, and be able to kind of experience the farmer's market. There's definitely lots to do there. Um, You'll probably get lucky and see one of these guys um, there, hopefully at the booth uh, and as they're selling things. And if not, you can always go online. Like you said, hit their Etsy or you can either go to an adjectives or I wouldn't be surprised if you go to one of your one of a market somewhere or a store somewhere and you see some of their prints because um I've been in Tampa I've been to like three I've been to a few places in Tampa and I've been to a few other places and I've and I always end up finding it and it's funny because as soon as I see it I look and I just basically grab the print and I turn around and I'm like yep that's them that's AB Newton um so I definitely uh, I love I absolutely love the fact that their their growth and everything like that so definitely check them out um, if you enjoyed the show. Obviously, subscribe, tell your friends, rate it, review it, give it some stars, give it all the love in the world. Um, make sure to subscribe. If you want to support me, check out my brand, Deli Fresh Threads. Do some shopping. Spread it like PB&J. Um, tell your friends. Definitely love me some sandwich selfies. Um, thank you. Until next time, keep eating sandwiches and follow your passion, everyone. <laughs>